0: This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's NFL playoffs.
1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Back at it again for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day throughout the weekday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us over on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. You can either at me, at JulianCouncil, or DM me, at Julian Council. But first, make sure to follow me, at Julian Council. And y'all were lacking last week, so put in more questions, for the mailbag this week, I want to answer your questions, whatever you have to ask me, as it pertains to your Carolina Panthers. Never hesitate to do that. Go ahead and get those questions into me at Julian Council on Twitter. Major news in the National Football League on Tuesday afternoon: Ryan Poles is the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Well, news, but not the news that we're concerned about here in Carolina, at least not right now. Ryan Poles was apparently one of the finalists for the GM job here last season. That went to Scott Fitterer, and maybe down the line, we might look at it and see that Polls was a better general manager than Federer. but I'm pretty happy what we've seen so far out of Scott Fitterer, not too concerned about his future here in Carolina, even though there is a man who we're going to get into in a moment who absolutely has a ton of pressure on him because of the news that came down the pike on Tuesday afternoon as Sean Payton your favorite coach out there of the New Orleans Saints has decided to retire from the NFL and coaching for now. Could he come back in the future? He's always been linked to Dallas Cowboys. He would absolutely be an upgrade from Mike McCarthy today. And for most teams out there in the NFL, except for probably, well, obviously the Patriots, I would say also the Chiefs and there's maybe five other teams out there. He is an upgrade to most teams in the National Football League, and that would be Dallas. But we're not concerned about Dallas. I want to show him it. Peyton's future is. All we're concerned about is that Sean Payton is no longer in the NFC South and we no longer have to deal with him. The Carolina Panthers are only 13 and 18 against Sean Payton, including a two and nine mark since the start of the 2017 season, where the Saints won four out of the last five division titles in the NFC South. Sean Payton decided I'm out of here. They don't have a quarterback right now. Jameis Winston. I thought had he stayed healthy, would have been good enough to get to in the playoffs this year. That didn't happen. Who knows what his future is. Taysom Hill, I don't know what next coach there in New Orleans, what they're going to do with him and all the gimmicks that we saw with Sean Payton and that offense with Taysom Hill. They got a cap situation that is just brutal, even though I've read. Because right now, the projected cap is whopping $74 million over the projected salary cap in the NFL. No quarterback, no head coach, just Breeze. And now Peyton have retired in successive off seasons, and they have plenty of young defensive talent. But some guys who have gotten some new contracts recently, or like Ryan Ramczyk on the offensive side, and then Marshawn Lattimore on the defensive side. They can only keep so many players. And I get it that the cap doesn't necessarily exist, and the Saints have had the issue over the last decade, really, of being up against the cap wise. And they've restructured and figured things out and chosen who they want on the roster and who they don't want on the roster. And have continued to have success under Sean Payton. Well, the problem is, Sean Payton will no longer be there in New Orleans. And that is a reason to celebrate if you're looking at the Carolina Panthers. Just look at the division right now. Sean Payton's retired. Tom Brady is noncommittal. And he might be serious about calling it quits, finally. After 22 seasons of just pure frustration and... In grief and heartache, the entire NFL might be able to take a collective deep breath that Tom Brady could be finally leaving. He's the GOAT. Seven rings. Ton of respect. I also can't stand the guy because of all the success he's had. But you can't really, you know, sit here and not appreciate what he's been able to do. And I'm sure there's someone right now who disagrees saying, I don't have to appreciate Tom Brady. And you certainly don't need to, but you're just kind of missing out on the greatness. And I guess in a way, I'll miss him when he's gone. But not really. I won't miss Sean Payton either, who has a very punchable face. I don't personally want to cause any physical harm to Sean Payton, but I know a lot of Panther fans out there would love to. That little smirk he always had on his face, it can drive you pretty nuts. And he was a damn good coach. He is a damn good coach, and I believe he'll probably coach again in the National Football League, but it won't be in the NFC South. And that's why I'm happy. You look at it right now. Payton's gone. Breeze is gone. Back-to-back off-seasons, you're probably going to see Byron Leftwich get a job um, in Tampa. You're also going to see, depending on what happens with Tom Brady, if he does, in fact, retire, they have no solution at the quarterback position, as I brought up yesterday. What happens to guys like Jason Pierre-Paul and and Sue and Chris Godwin, who are all free agents, do they want to re-up in Tampa not knowing, or at least trying to find out in that free agency period, where you want to get the money as soon as possible? Because at a certain point in free agency, the money runs dry, and a lot of these guys are going to be trying to get paid for one last opportunity and also go to a contender after having two fantastic seasons, one ending in a Super Bowl, this past one ending in a division title, and then losing in the a divisional round, and a heartbreaker on Sunday afternoon at home against the Los Angeles Rams. And then there's the Falcons, who, well, they're the Falcons, and they're, not, they're a non-threat right now with Matt Ryan, who's likely only going to be there for maybe a year or two. They have to figure out the situation, which then leads me to Matt Rule. There was already... Going to be a pressure packed offseason for Matt Rule. This adds to it. Peyton, gone. Brady might be gone. Falcons, who cares? You cannot screw this up again. And that's, and I'm going to get into this. It's frustrating with the quarterback situation. But the pressure is even more on Matt Rule to get things right because of the changing dynamics. I spoke about it yesterday when you look across the NFC, and I was actually listening to the Rich Eisen show on Tuesday. And he was actually there having the conversation of like, hey, man, look at all the the power dynamics that have changed and what coaches might be gone soon. Because Pete Carroll might not be there long in Seattle. I don't think anyone's really concerned about Cliff Kingsbury and what he might be able to do. Sean McVay. He's young. He's not going anywhere. They keep winning. Matthew Stafford, as long as he stays healthy and as long as the Rams keep getting after it and they can get these star players and figure out their situation, they'll be fine. But there's not a lot of teams to go through right now. But when you're looking at the NFC South particularly and all the transition, what's going on, this is a vital offseason for the Carolina Panthers and more pressure just got put on Matt Rule thanks to Sean Payton deciding to call it quits, at least for now, in leaving New Orleans. And that also brings up the frustration a lot of people have right now because the Carolina Panthers should have been positioned right now to take over the division in 2022, but for whatever reason, they're not. I'll get into more of that and reacting to Sean Payton finally getting out of town, leaving New Orleans as the Carolina Panthers have an opportunity to try and take over the NFC South here in 2022, as long as Matt Rule and Scott Fitter don't bungle the offseason here in the next couple weeks. Hey, Panther fans, we're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. At the beginning of the playoffs, the experts over at OnlineGambling.com asked me to show up my prediction skills and pick my Super Bowl finalists, which were the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Well... They've maybe look good so far as the Rams got the win on Sunday against the Buccaneers. And then Kansas City in an all-time classic were able to outlast the Buffalo Bills. Well, now they've given me one last chance to change my picks heading into the conference championship games and championship Sunday. I'm not going to do that. I've stuck with the Rams all season long. I'm going to pick them to win at home against the 49ers who they've lost seven straight games to. And I'm also going to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Those two teams duking it out. At SoFi Stadium, the Rams become the second straight team to play at home in a Super Bowl. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure to head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. OnlineGambling.com gives betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tip section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure to visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. For listeners who have served in or worked for the United States Marine Corps or have family or friends who might have, I wanted to notify you about an available resource. From 1953 to 1987, personnel assigned to Marine corps base Camp Lejeune were potentially exposed to contaminated drinking water. The Marine Corps has since partnered with health agencies to conduct scientific studies to assess impacts from those potential exposures and they were working to keep those marines their families and civilian employees informed for updates and resources available to them. If you or someone you know may have been at Camp Lejeune during those years, please consider registering with the Camp Lejeune Historic Drinking Water Notification Database. You can learn more and register at www.marines.mil/clwater. That's www.marines.mil/clwater. Let's go back two years, back to 2020 when Matt Rule was first hired. And you took inventory of what the NFC South looked like. You knew going into that 2020 season that Drew Brees was likely to play his final season with the New Orleans Saints as their quarterback, which came to fruition. We did not expect the next offseason for Sean Payton then to retire and leave New Orleans without a head coach, without a quarterback, And a precarious cap situation, even though their general manager, Mickey Loomis, stays there. And they've been able to maneuver it over the last five plus years, which is great for them. But still, it's something that's going to be concerning for whatever head coach goes over there. Because you don't want to go in a situation where you don't have a quarterback and the cap might not allow you to bring in some of the free agents. But going back to 2020, you knew that Breeze would be gone. He wasn't going to be there very long and that the Saints were going to have a period of trying to adjust. And after one season... We saw with Sean Payton, they weren't able to identify that quarterback. It wasn't Taysom Hill, definitely. We don't know whether it would be Jameis Winston or not. And the jury's still out on whether Jameis Winston can be a starting quarterback in the NFL and take care of the football. He certainly put up big numbers in the past back in Tampa. But as Bruce Arian said, before letting Jameis Winston walk... We were able to win eight games with this quarterback. Who says that we can have another quarterback come in and win more? And as we saw, Tom Brady, the GOAT, came in and did that and won a Super Bowl the first year and in division in the second year. But speaking of Tom Brady, we knew once he became, maybe not in January of 2020, but eventually when he got to Tampa, we knew that he wasn't going to be in Tampa very long. He talked about how he wants to play to 45. He's now currently 44 and now having second thoughts on whether he wants to play to 45. Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitroff, the head coach and general manager of the time at the time down in Atlanta, were both going into a must-win situation in the 2020 season. After 5 games, they were both fired. Matt Ryan, his future was up in the air. Julio Jones, who has had injury issues, we didn't know much how long he would stay in Atlanta. He's now a Tennessee Titan, and Matt Ryan has a new head coach and Arthur Smith and a new general manager and Terry Fontenot who came from New Orleans. And the Saints kind of feel like a non threat from that first moment when Matt rule came here and David Tepper talked about trying to build sustained success and that this was going to be a rebuild and we knew it was going to take some time. Now, the results that we got in 2021 weren't acceptable. Which leads to a lot of folks wanting Matt Rule out of town, as he, we hear that the process is working a thousand percent. But the quarterback situation is a disaster, and the offensive line situation is a disaster. And they extend Robbie Anderson, and he has a terrible season. And they don't aren't great against the run, even though the defense got better. And there are certain players who are valuable, who might not be Carolina Panthers next season, and you wonder whether the defense can stay at the level that it was last year, even though they do have key young pieces in Brian Burns and in Derrick Brown and Jeremy Chen and J.C. Horn and Shaq Thompson, not a young piece, but an experienced veteran who still has plenty of years left here in Carolina as long as whoever the head coach is wants to fit them and hit him in their defensive scheme. But the Carolina Panthers should have been further ahead than where they're at right now which is a part of the frustration that I have and I'm sure that a lot of y'all have now looking at the state of affairs in the NFC South. It's wide open, 100%. Until the situation down in New Orleans is figured out who their head coach is going to be and who the quarterback they're able to get is, and until Tom Brady makes a decision in Tampa and in, again, Atlanta, whatever, it's going to be wide open. And the future looks like the winner of the division next year, especially if Brady's gone is like 8-9. We might be back to the 2014 season where the Panthers won the division at 7-8-1. Like That might be enough to win the NFC South coming up next fall if all these things are kind of just out of whack. But we'll see what happens over time. But again, the Panthers should be in a position. They should have been in a position to be able to take control of the division. Year one, year two, the expectations were not to make the playoffs. I know a lot of y'all thought maybe they could make the playoffs, especially after they start off 3-0. and My expectation, even having a conversation with y'all on this podcast about the potential to start 3-0 and was still that they would not be a playoff team. But I expected a hell of a lot more than what we got this past season. The offensive line's a priority. Finding a quarterback is also a priority. If they can fix the offensive line and find a quarterback, even if it's just a Garoppolo for a season, that's a playoff team. The problem is you don't want just a Garoppolo for a season or a Kirk Cousins. You don't want any of these guys who clearly aren't ever going to win the big one. Now, Jimmy G, we'll see. Maybe he gets it done this season. I don't know. But there's a reason why San Francisco moved on from him. And you can point to two Super Bowls ago, and right there is the reason. Also, him not being available and the injuries that he suffered, and he's right now he's gutting one out, and I give him a ton of credit for what he's done, and all he's ever done is win there in San Francisco But either way, Kyle Shanahan, smart offensive line, believes that he can upgrade, and he thinks that upgrade eventually will be Trey Lance. The Carolina Panthers needed to have their own Trey Lance. They needed to have their own Justin Fields, their own Mac Jones. They needed to have their own Trevor Lawrence. Someone, like a Joe Burrow, someone that they could point to and say, that guy's going to learn, he's going to develop, and then once Brady's gone, once Breeze is gone, once Matt Ryan's gone, we have the young quarterback who's grown, who's developed, and is now ready in his third or fourth year, whenever it would be, to take over the NFC South and be that dude. But they don't have that. Teddy Bridgewater was only supposed to be here for a couple seasons. They were going to identify that quarterback, like in Kansas City with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, even though it's not that simple to find a Patrick Mahomes. That was what they wanted to do. Find someone to stabilize the position, grow, develop, find a way to be a playoff team, but then eventually find that quarterback who can win the Super Bowl with them. Instead, the owner hijacked the whole plan, and they got stuck with Sam Darnold, who proved, like in New York, he can't play at a high level in this league, can't take care of the football, and he's never going to get it done. So instead of having that young quarterback who the franchise could rest their hopes on and to be cheering and celebrating and dancing in the streets right now thinking about the NFC South is ours, that's not the case. And that sucks. And that is why Matt Rule is under a tremendous, a word he loves to use all the time, a tremendous amount of pressure the next couple weeks and months as the Carolina Panthers have to get free agency right. They have to get the draft right. But most importantly, they have to identify a long term quarterback option and find an offensive line to protect them. Quarterback's the number one priority. Offensive lines behind that. Look at Cincinnati, they gave up nine sacks. If they do that on Sunday against the Chiefs, they're going to lose because Patrick Mahomes is on the other side instead of Ryan Tannehill, who ain't going to ever do anything for anybody in the NFL. And the Titan fans can try and keep telling themselves they believe it if they're dumb enough to believe that Ryan Tannehill is going to win anything. And I don't care how many Pro Bowls he went to the last couple seasons, he's not that dude. Never going to be. Solid starting quarterback, but if you want to win something, you want to hoist a Lombardi, you want to have parades, that's not the guy. So Cincinnati, yeah, they made it by... On Saturday, against Tennessee, giving up nine sacks because they have Joe Burrow. He's that guy. They probably can't do that on Sunday on the road in Arrowhead and expect to win a football game. But he was able to overcome it. They were able to overcome it. The Carolina Panthers need to have a quarterback who, at the very least, can overcome that. But, of course, in an ideal situation, you fix the offensive line and a quarterback's not set up for failure. And they find more than one receiver. Because right now, all they have is D.J. Moore. Rob Anderson, he's got to prove it to me after what he did this past season. Terrace Marshall, he's got to stay healthy. They don't have a number three, and their number two didn't show up this past season. McCaffrey, he's got to stay healthy as well. And also, it would be nice to have a pass catching tight end. Because you look at what Joe Burrow has there in Cincinnati. He's got T. Higgins. He's got Jamar Chase, he's got Tyler Boyd, three stud wide receivers, and he's got C.J. Uzama, who's a great tight end for him in the pass-catching game, and he also has Joe Mixon. Carolina Panthers, why can't they have five weapons like that on offense with a centerpiece quarterback? That's what the conversation we should have been talking about right now. We we should have been talking about potentially Justin Fields lining up next season with Chris McCaffrey back there with him and with Robbie Anderson, who hopefully – bounces back and then maybe Terrace Marshall figuring things out and then identifying that pass catching tight end. Instead, we're sitting here hoping, fingers crossed, that Matt Rule can get the job done. That Scott Fitterer, really, who we should be putting our faith in, can get the job done so the Carolina Panthers can take their rightful place atop the NFC South that they had back when Cam and Ron Rivera and Luke Keekley were here in town winning games winning division three years in a row the first team to ever do it back to back years and the first team to ever do it three straight years only unfortunately to have New Orleans topped that winning it four straight years as Sean Payton has exited so a ton of pressure on Matt Rule and also very frustrating the Carolina Panthers aren't in a better spot right here in late January of 2022 to take over the division because they're not in the great spot and because of all the coaching changes and hires and playoff teams, the Carolina Panthers might be highlighted in HBO's Hard Knocks next season. We'll get into that and more in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free get Upside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bar. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good. You want to eat it unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy but sometimes it gets just so boring here towards the end of the month of January you're wondering where the chocolate is. Well, you're in luck. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There's so many great flavors to choose from like coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many more in fact built bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com So it has come to my attention that your Carolina Panthers potentially could be featured in the upcoming season of Hard Knocks. That's right. The Carolina Panthers for the first time in the franchise's history might be a part of HBO Hard Knocks. And that's not necessarily something to celebrate because there's not a lot of teams available right now who the league could force to be on Hard Knocks. The New York Jets are one of them. The Detroit Lions are the other. And then of course, your Carolina Panthers, only three teams currently available for the NFL to force to be on hard knocks. Why there's only three? There's 32 teams, while well, the other 29 currently are exempt. There will be nine new head coaches in the NFL next year, which means that those nine teams are disqualified. Also, playoff teams for the past two years can't be forced to do it. Meaning the Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, who were on the midseason edition of Hard Knocks this past year. Seattle Seahawks and Washington football team are all exempt. And also teams that have been on Hard Knocks the past 10 years, also disqualified. The Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles. Chargers who did that joint season I believe during a pandemic with the Los Angeles Rams who have also been on like recently like twice so there it is those are the teams that cannot be on hard knocks meaning it's the Jets the Lions and the Panthers who are the choices now a team obviously can volunteer to be on hard knocks if they want to I don't think any NFL team is really wanting to do that and I wonder now after having the Colts do it how many teams might be willing to do it again next season? I didn't watch the, the mid-season hard knocks. I've honestly gotten to the point where I don't watch the preseason hard knocks anymore. It's the same thing every year. It's just... Them going through training camp, they find a guy who's not gonna make the roster, make a huge deal about it, then he doesn't make the roster, people fall in love with him. It's kind of like, why are we working about a fringe guy? And the thing about training camp, and I said this to y'all last year, is we pretty much know who's going to be on the roster. There might be one or two, three players that were honestly having a conversation about whether they're gonna make it or not. But typically the fringe players aren't someone that you should really focus on. It's the same thing. Different team, different year. I don't even know who was on to this past season and, well, I don't know. People like it, and personally, if the Panthers were on it, I'd watch it. I thought the All or Nothing series from Amazon that they were on a couple years ago was far better because, like, you're sitting there. You have 90 guys who are going to training camp, and you're hearing all about the motivation that we want to do this season, and the coach trying to give the pump-up speech, and then there's some sort of drama that might be happening, and then, of course, like I mentioned, you got the fringe guy who they focus all their attention on who doesn't make the team. That's just not interesting. What is interesting is the ebbs and flows, the dr- the drama of an NFL season, and also like the finality of it. I haven't just watched the Panthers one. I think the Cardinals were the first one who did it. I didn't watch theirs, but I watched the Eagles one where they dealt with all those injuries a couple years ago and including Carson Wentz getting injured, surprise, surprise, in that playoff game against Seattle at home where then they had Josh McCown go out and play. And I think he actually like tore his bicep, not his bicep, he was like his, um, his tricep in that game. The old man, Josh McCown, who apparently is like, uh, one of the key candidates for the Houston Texans and their head coaching job, and former uh, Myers Pike High School uh, wide receiver coach, by the way. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And I would love for the Panthers to be like on All or Nothing again or be on the midseason edition of Hard Knocks. Not really sure how HBO did it, even though I think HBO does a great job when it comes to um, their coverage of sports, especially with Hard Knocks if you're still into it. So I would love to see the Carolina Panthers up there. Training camp kind of gets boring. We have the training camp reports. It's the Matt Rule going up there talking about uh, the focus and all that kind of stuff. You're getting all the the can response. It's just training camps preseason is really boring. Like I'm a guy like I've told you, I like talking about the actual games. But if you give me more some inside stuff and really hell, the Panthers with their training camp, their camp confidential that the Panthers social media and digital media team put out there is good enough that do we even really need? Hard Knocks, now you might get a different perspective. I do believe the team, though, gets to tell HBO what they can actually air, and the same thing with the league. So you might not get any kind of the drama that you want to see, but you're going to get way more of it if there is any drama at all than you would with the team produced um, Camp Confidential. Looking at the Lions, there's nothing interesting about them. Maybe because it's Dan Campbell and they were actually a lot more competitive this year than you thought that the Lions might get the opportunity to be up there I don't think they've ever been up there I don't know why they would ever be up there so there's lions. the last time the Jets were on hard knocks it was like with Rex Ryan I think they were coming off at least one AFC title game well maybe not. they might have actually volunteered I don't remember when it was just looking at the stipulations but the Jets they're not interesting at all of the three teams and maybe this is a biased opinion the most interesting team would be the Carolina Panthers you got a coach Who's on the hot seat? You're gonna probably you're gonna have a new quarterback trying to figure things out, new offensive line, new pieces, an owner who will certainly be visible throughout the entire process. I would love to see it. I hope it happens. I want also just the exposure. Like, let's introduce the country to Jeremy Chin, to Brian Burns, and to some of these younger and McCaffrey coming off an injury. Like, there's plenty of storylines that actually makes Carolina a very interesting team to be highlighted when it comes to Hard Knocks. And also, I think David Tepper might be someone who would be all about it. He was the one who volunteered the team and gave the okay to be on Amazon for the All or Nothing series during his first season. Who's to say that David Tepper won't be gung-ho about it again for Hard Knocks, especially when they don't really have a choice? So for me, content-wise for the podcast and also just interest-wise in the franchise and series – I would love to see the Carolina Panthers be on Hard Knocks coming up this upcoming training camp. How about you? You want to see it? I hope so. Like, let me know. All right, so that's all I got for y'all today here on this episode of Locked on Panthers again. With yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify and all the other major podcasting platforms out there, and even the minor podcasting platforms out there. Wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network, be sure to keep tuning in to that platform. Follow me on Twitter at Council, where every single Friday throughout the season and the offseason, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those into me now by adding me at Council or by DMing me at Council. But first, make sure to click the follow tab right there at Council on Twitter. Get those questions into me now. Like, I would love to know What do you guys think about Hard Knocks? So if you have a question about that or anything, get those questions in to me. In the meantime, take care. Be safe. I guess we're done with snow, hopefully. And I will talk to you all on Thursday.